0: I've gone out to this very sacred place here, the ancient stone setting in Gamaliva, in order to give my words the maximum gravity because this video is about the Ragnarok. Ragnarok is an ancient prophecy of climate change, a vision of traditional knowledge that dissects what happens when human connectedness and interrelation with the world collapses. Um, It's the Völuspá, the seerous prophecy, the Nordic vision of the cosmic collapse. Now, many think that traditional knowledge and animism that teaches people harmonious coexistence with nature is something that only exists in indigenous communities, and that, for instance, majority white people, your descendants and so on, don't have anything of the sort. And this is actually incorrect. Your descendants have vast reservoirs of traditional knowledge, animist practices. But most of this culture of maintaining land connectedness and kinship with the world has been rejected through cultural history. Your descendants, or white people, were not supposed to be animists that give offerings of beer to a sacred tree and honor ancient grave sites such as this one and uh, understand themselves in close kinship ties with totemic animals. All that kind of stuff was ooga booga. It was primitive, savagery. It was them, all the non white peoples that were destined for colonial exploitation by quote unquote civilization, right? We were supposed to be the epitome of modernist rationalism and this was based on mirroring us in the backwardness of childish animists out there in the world. Our modernity was and is based on one very particular idea of reality and that is that the world is divided into two spheres. One sphere is inside the human and it overflows with life and meaning and subjectivity and culture and trolls and elves and angels and songs and religion and everything, you know. The other sphere is outside the human. It's a dead machine-like materiality, which is basically destined for rationally effective exploitation by hum- humanity. With the implementation of this reality, our kinship with the world has obviously come under threat. We are no longer brothers and sisters of bear and seal and raven, and, um, because these beings are essentially dead exterior resources. And guess what? What happens now is that our world is not only dead inside our weird modernist myth of the dead world. Our world is literally dying. The modern world of the dead world seems to be killing the world. So this is the time for us to look towards that traditional animist knowledge of land connectedness and kinship with the world that does lie in our heritage. And this is found everywhere, probably to varying degrees, you know. But uh, the examples that I'm sharing here and on this channel are examples of Nordic animism. North European heritage from my own part of the world, sort of the North Sea region, particularly focused on Scandinavia, where I'm from. Like many other traditional knowledge systems, pre-Christian Nordic worldview rested on relatedness. Various and different kinds of relations between humans and others, between the forces of the ordered social spaces, the gods, and the forces of chaos and outside social spaces, the Jötnar which is sometimes translated into giants or trolls in English. The gods and giants, the forces of order and chaos, are connected and related in many different ways. The gods sometimes do fight and kill the giants, but they also have them as lovers and marry them and make babies with them and descend from them and identify with them and make deals with them and play games with them and exchange knowledge with them and make all kinds of social contracts and relations with them. And these bonds of interconnectedness uh, are an animist reality, and it is seen in so many ways in Nordic mythology. But importantly, the traditional knowledge also has this strong awareness that this system of connectedness can be compromised. According to one ancient myth, there was a king here on Sealand, here in Lyra, King Frodi. And he had two serfs, Jötun women, Fenya and Menya, And they drove this magic millstone that grinded the wealth and happiness of Frodi's kingdom here. But when Frodi started to become greedy and behave in an exploitative way towards these forces of nature, they turned on him and invoked a curse on his kingdom. Madness, war, social and ecological breakdown. Right? And this is the curse that these uh, two Jötunar invoke on Frodi. Hands shall grip hard shafts, slaughter-stained weapons. Wake up, Frode, wake up, Frode, if you want to hear our songs and ancient tales. They sing on Frode the kind of collapse that the Nordics called Ragnarök, you know, a concept that uh, was deeply rooted in Scandinavian experience of uh, climate change and its consequences. Because in the Iron Age Scandinavia, people experienced an extremely disruptive period of climate uh, climate change, um, a cooling that lasted some years which caused social collapse on a cataclysmic scale. This period in the 6th century, uh, archaeology shows a very steep decline in human activity in northern Europe, population of Sweden was reduced to half. In Norway, some areas became completely depopulated. A 70 to 90 percent reduction in human activity. And this experience was enshrined in cultural memory. And when traditional culture was disrupted, this memory emerged in the form of this prophecy that talks of violence, of endless winter, of relational breakdown, of ecological and social collapse. And this prophecy is called the Verlusbar, the prophecy of the vulva, kind of female shaman vulva, uh, and this prophecy originates in the Viking Age, which was a period of intense social change in Northern Europe. Scandinavia uh, Scandinavians not only famously gave everybody else a hard time; they also themselves experienced a very steep, strong cocktail of uh, disruption of traditional social patterns and knowledge forms. Christianization, urbanization, state formation, and globalization was processes that made people feel that the traditional ordered world was out of joint. And people reacted with what scholars of religion call millenarism, which is the idea that of the world collapsing, but that it will eventually return to an ordered existence. And this is a reaction that you regularly see among colonized peoples whose world and traditional life form has been d- disrupted. The Ghost Dan Movement of the North American Plains is just one example. Um, and the, the prophecy of the Völvar is actually that kind of a reflection on the collapsing traditional life form. In the context of a radical experience of climate change, the Völospa is a kind of climate millinerism, I would say. Right? Uh, there are also other angles, of course, and other ideas of what the Völospa might reflect. But, um, but we can read it. As a voice of Euro-descendant traditional knowledge, you know, that speaks more powerful than any myth I know into our age. Because it is a prophecy of ruptured reality, loss of traditional knowledge as the motor in climate change and social breakdown. The Ragnarok is a result more than anything of this broken connectedness. The bonds that tie forces of chaos to the ordered world are broken. And in a sense, the beings of this pre-Christian complex webs of social connectedness and kinship ties, they start behaving almost like Christian angels and uh, angels and demons when the system of relation is ruptured. You know, When their connectedness breaks, they sort of descend into this cosmic state of war unambiguous confrontation, absolute confrontation. The seeress uh, in the Verlis Bar begins by recounting the ordered world. She describes how the gods created the world and she describes the world tree, Ash Yggdrasil. And ash I know that stands, Yggdrasil it is called, a tall tree drenched with shining loam. From there comes the dews that which fall in the valley green it stands always over Urth's well. She describes how discord came into the world, the first war, and how the Allfather seeks her on her vision quest to seek knowledge of the fate of the world. She tells him of Valkyries, omens of strife. She tells him of the death of Baldr, the innocent god murdered by his brother. This fratricide is an ultimate image of the broken kinship uh, Relation that sparks the Ragnarok she tells of the ruptured bonds the the wolf runs free And this is not a feel-good message. She gives us a realistic mythic reflection on climate change and relational collapse The Jörmungandr, the earth-encircling serpent, rises from the seas to devour the earth and clashes with Thor, the god of the sky. Flames rise towards the sky as the fire giant consumes the tree of life. Human kinship and kindness and decency breaks down. Brother will fight brother and be his slayer, an axe aid. Age, sword Age, shields are cleft asunder, wind age, wolf age, before the world plunges headlong, no man will spare another. Right. This is the prophecy of the Vilva, the wisdom of traditional North European knowledge of climate change. Now, we today live in a world where relations are ruptured in so many dimensions. Our connection with the land is ruptured, our connection with the other inhabitants of the land. Are ruptured the animals and the spirits. Myths talk about how elves and trolls are leaving the land and they talk about broken marriages between humans and spirits and how that leads to catastrophic consequences. Totemic animals become demonized. Raven, an important totemic relation in, in Scandinavia that symbolizes human connection to the other than human, becomes the apostle of Satan. I'm not making this up. Right? The myths that teach us that the kinship ties have been broken and, uh, and our world is, is, uh, is heading for ecological Ragnarok and breakdown. Here in Northern Europe, countless burial grounds of our ancestors are being plowed down. The treatment of domestic animals and industrialized meat production systems is absolutely dystopian. Just a few generations ago, slaughtering a pig was surrounded by anima- animist rituals of respect. People would appease the soul of a domestic animal, uh, like Inuit hunters do with the soul of a seal that they've killed. Today industrialized uh, mistreatment of, um, uh, of of beings that gives uh, that give us life is overwhelming. You know? People w- w- would have elaborate rituals of rela- relating to stable crops, a little bit like the ma- maize is divine to the mayor. The rye was divine to people in this part of the world. Uh, And relations also break down today between humans and other humans. The mirror cabinets that are generated by social media algorithms are isolating all of us from those relation building networks uh, that could potentially form the basis, basis of solving our gargantuan problems. The result is political wings that are polarizing, radicalizing, and increasingly disjointed from reality. Mirror cabinets are creating this. Increasingly insane uh, conspiracy theories sway millions of humans into notions of reality that are completely unrelated from the world. It's parallel realities that are just floating out of relation. Uh, There's a loss of, of relation between knowledge productions and populations. Scholars today produce... 2 million academic research articles annually and only 9 out of 10 are only ever read by others than the peer review boards the other way around 9 out of 10 are never read by others than the peer review boards it's absolutely insane it's a huge overproduction of human knowledge that don't touch humanity it's just like floating into darkness and unrelated it's unrelated right we even get unrelated from each other. These hand devices move our social life into this non-space where we become encapsulated in these social media realities that threatens to unrelate us from the people closest to us. Our attention spans, spans get completely ruptured. When was the last time that you read a whole book? You know, the, uh, that This is our capa- very capacity to synthesize information and, and maintain a thread of coherent Thinking that's uh, d- declining. This is also a kind of unrelating. And even when we do talk about the really, really important and urgent stuff like climate change and biodiversity collapse, we don't communicate it with myths and songs of power that can actually reach people, create, relating to people, you know. But in in, in these this academic language that is unrooted from history, there's no history to it. When humans when, when, when humans want to produce a future, this is a universal truth. When you, humans want to produce a future, they talk about the past, understand the past in a certain way that points into the present and then projects a future. It's like the most fundamental magic in hum- of humanity that we create future by speaking with the past and into the future. But people who talk about climate change and biodiversity collapse don't do that. They just don't do it. It is as if it, it, it only talks in now and ahead and that is spoken in an absolutely un, unintelligible scientific language and it is disjointed from, uh, from uh, any kind of past. This, by the way, is one of the points with um, Nordic animism to try to m- make available a past in our speaking of that future and in our handling of that future, right? Right, so the result of this confluence of collapsed relation in our culture, politics, knowledge, and so on. It's more than, and more than anything land connectedness. The result is the Ragnarok. Yeah. Our attack on all life has taken on proportions where it's now named an omnicide. Ever-increasing wildfire seasons attest that Surt, the fire giant, has started to scorch the earth with his flaming sword, The rising sea levels and the fluctuating temperatures attest that the Jormungandr is awakening in the deep. This is the Ragnarok manifesting in our age. And we must listen to the Völva, the seers of our ancestors, and learn how to reforge and refine these bonds of uh, relation that have been broken. We must refine relation to the land, relation to the cohabitants of the land, and relation to each other. Because, you know, where there's humans, there's also hope. Uh, According to traditional knowledge, the Ein Harjad will awake in the face of this collapse. The dead warriors of our ancestors who will stand by the gods as they fight for the harmonious existence. And perhaps our ancestors do whisper to us from the earth and perhaps through so many voices today. Perhaps they're in the young people who are fighting for right and equal treatment for all, um, whatever sexuality and and, uh, race uh, and gender you may have religion you know the the huge movement of Euro descendants today that focus on creating wise and gentle ways of being as a white person some talk of an inner revolution of white people radical environmentalism is growing the extinction rebellion and so on enormous revalorization of indigenous knowledge focus on land connectedness is growing all the ingenuity of humanity seems to be turning towards sustainable economies, permaculture, sustainable life forms, you know, donut economies, regenerative farmings, and all these things. Greta Thunberg, a young woman who suffers from the Asperger system, uh, Asperger syndrome, she stood there, less than 20 years old, and spoke truth to the UN, you know, like Elijah crying in the wilderness. You know, there are strong cultural current uh, towards refinding and rebuilding relatedness. Because the thing is that myths are in an analysis of relational patterns. The wisdom of the Bar is an analysis of relational collapse. And though we are close, you know, we haven't fallen into absolute collapse. And when we read this animist cosmology of our traditional knowledge system, then it seems that the fight is actually about creating and recreating kinship with the other more than it's just about fighting the other. And uh, this, I think, is a deep message here. We must refine and recreate all those broken bonds that used to hold us together in so many ways. Because there is hope, I think, the ancient songs they also tell us that two humans leave and leave they hide in a place called Hordmimi's Grove, and they survive on the morning dew, and new generations will come from them. And the Velapa also foresees a return to an ordered, harmonious world where she sees coming up a second time, Earth from the ocean, eternally green. The waterfall's falls plunge, an eagle soars above over the mountain hunting fish. Thank you very much.